I'm Jacob. I've seen Lost seven times. I'm Jack. I've never seen Lost before. Jack's about to watch all of Lost for the first time. Hi there. Welcome to the Lost Boys podcast. With every step of the way, you have me, Jacob Stolworthy. And me, Jack Shepherds. We're here because we are watching Lost. Me for the eighth time, you for the... First. I mean, first time's always the best, right? Apparently. You wouldn't know because it's your first time. I'd have no idea. And we have watched season three, episode 10. Trisha Tanaka is dead, which is the 59th episode overall. Uh, this is the episode where Hurley finds a car in the jungle. And what else does he find in the car? A dead person. Plus? A load of beer. Well, hey, which I'm going to grab because me and Jack just want to let everyone know that this week it was our lovely Jack's birthday. Thank you. How old were you? 18? Um... 19. 19 years of age. That's a lie. Stop lying to our listeners. How, how old were you? 26. 26. That, yeah. date, that dates this podcast, doesn't it? It does. Oh, mate, you're going to feel old whenever you listen back. Um, I hope that you do as well. Listen back, I mean, not get old. But it's always good to get old. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> okay. It was your birthday, so I hope that everyone stopped what they're doing. And just went, Happy birthday, Jack. Because that would be very nice. Be very nice. Um, but Jack, because we're going out after this podcast, which means nothing, we, this is still going to be top quality content. We're not rushing here. We're not rushing. We are going to give you the pod, the best podcast we can give you. As we always try to. As we always do. Oh. oh that's very presumptuous. But, you know. <laughs> but Jack was like, why don't we have a few beers while we do the podcast? And I said, do it. So Jack went through rooting for his, for his, his draw and he through fished Through my work draw. Two, you know, his home sock draw. Be weird, but we found two beers. Which we, ten seconds before uh, we started recording, we realised ran ran out. They're they're very out of date. They're about a year out. Of date. A year out of date, like plus a year. It's now May. These go out April two thousand eighteen. But it's it, it it makes sense for the episode because Sawyer finds very old beer in the Volkswagen, and he drinks it. And he drinks it like we're drinking. Like it. we're drinking it. So cheers, Jack. Cheers, Jacob. Bottoms up. So uh, we're going to talk about Trisha Snucker is dead. Um, which is a pretty mental episode. Uh, but I've got to ask you, and I'm sure everyone's dying to know, especially after uh, last week's episode, were you okay with the lack of tattoo action? Were you okay with the lack of kite flying? I got In s- season three, episode 10, Trisha Snucker is dead. Your views, please. I've got to say, the lack of kite flying was discombobulating at first, but then I kind of got used to it, mm. and I realised... That this was also not the greatest episode, but was still better than last week's episode. So that was good. Okay, so because pretty much, you know, having teeth pulled out is probably better than last week's episode. <laughs> I'm joking. I, I, I don't think that's You're supposed but, to love it. Yeah, I do love it. And a lot of people would think that, though. Where does this episode rank in all of the episodes you've seen so far? I'm trying to measure how much you liked or didn't like this I didn't episode. like this episode. Oh, right. I mean, I, 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 yeah, this was another another low point for me, I would say. I'd say it's definitely in the bottom five we've watched so far. Wow. Low down for you. Yeah, I really, I don't know. I don't, I don't like hating on the show because I do really, I've begun to really enjoy it. Like, you know, I enjoy the show yeah. in general. So it's hard because, you know, I just like all the characters a lot. Mm. But. This really wasn't a strong episode. And it's funny you said it because there are some reunions in this episode, right? We get we get dished out some reunions, which Lost is always, you know, very good at doing. 
and we spend time with characters that we haven't seen for quite a while, especially together. Yeah. Um, and yet you still don't think it delivered. No, I I liked some of the reunions, but I mean, so the reunions we're talking about when Sawyer and Kate finally get to the other side of the island and they see everyone. Mm. So they like come in, but then... Gross beer is disgusting. I think, <laughs> I think I got distracted, not by you, but by the randoms who were kind of running towards them. Which I know you, I don't get why you get so angry. I just about got this. I just got distracted by it. Like all these other people and it was just like I want like the main guys to like have their reunions. You know, I want them to all be hugging each other, not for Paolo and Nikki to be there. I don't but, care but about Paolo and the funny Nikki. thing about Paolo and Nikki being all involved in this episode is that when the other randoms come up, I'm always like yeah, Paolo and Nikki are justified. <laughs> They've started to become a bit more... They have a bit of dialogue at the beginning of this one, don't they? They do, indeed, yeah. It's not good. It's, it's a bit weak. I mean, we'll get to it. Um, <laughs> so, firstly, I just want to say that I love how much fun uh, Jorge Garcia, Daniel Day Kim, Josh Holloway and Dominic Monaghan have in this episode. Okay, yeah. They have a lot of fun. yeah. And I think even... Especially Daniel, Josh Holloway, I think. He's having a good time, isn't he? He looks like he's having a great time. At the end, when he's, like, loving the car driving around, and he's got his beer in hand, it looks like some weird, like, music video. Yeah, yeah, it does. It's great. But yeah, they... they, they Daniel A. Kim as well. I, it's funny, man, because Jin hasn't been on this show since episode three. Hasn't he? No. Wow. Bearing in mind this, the, you know, there was a hiatus. Yeah. He hadn't been on screen in last for f- over four months. Four months. Yeah. So this is a big old gin comeback. It is. I didn't think of it like that. This episode is a gin comeback. They may as well call it the gin comeback is alive. <laughs> Great. Um, so Hurley is the is the main dude of this episode. Yes. You usually like Hurley early episodes. I mean, what was the last one? Dave? Dave. Well remembered. That was, I mean, that was an okay episode. It was mm. better because it kind of had um, him in the nut house. Yeah, and it was it felt a bit more structured, like the flashbacks and stuff. Yeah. Um, we also had Ben Travis on, so that was fun. We do. Who was meant to join us today? Um, but just because life gets in the way. Uh, a lot of guests haven't been able to make it this season already. That's second person. I do want to say though, Ben, we miss you. He loves. He just. He just loves Hurley, doesn't he? He does love Hurley. Um, it would have been lovely to have him on, but he is watching Avengers for the third time. He is. He's preparing for his Empire Live podcast. Yeah, he is. Which He's would not, have happened. It would have happened by now. So you can go check that out. I'm sure Ben Travis speaking about Avengers. Yeah, which I'm sure is great. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I saw it with him the second time he saw it. The first time I saw it. Yeah. And he was. Uh, he was tapping me on the shoulder when, you know, all, I don't want to put spoilers out there, but when when there was a big fanboy, every big fanboy moment, he'd be like, oh, yeah, Jack, are you excited? And I was just there in the cinema, like, yeah, Ben, <laughs> good. <laughs> well, you weren't excited, are you trying to tell me? No, I did. I really liked the film. Yeah. So, and, and there were moments, I think it's just he's like another level. Yeah. Because he, he loves it so he much. He loves it. He loves it. He loves it like, I don't want to say like you love Lost. Because it's not quite the same. I don't think... But maybe he, maybe Ben's getting there with those films. I think he does love those films. I like how we're speculating about Ben. He might as well be here. You he know? should be here. Should we just talk about whether Ben likes him? <laughs> yeah. So do you reckon Ben likes Hurley's flashbacks? <laughs> <laughs> so in Hurley's flashbacks, 
there is a Dave in this one, albeit a far more real one, and it's David, and that is his father. So these flashbacks start with Hurley's little boy, and we see him fixing up the car with his dad, the Camaro, and then uh, we're meant to assume that his dad ups and leaves, but before he leaves, he gives him a little chucky bar. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, what? And then forever, Hurley... Because Hurley, Hurley, Kid Hurley's skinny. Kid Hurley is skinny. So we meant to assume that his daddy issues led to him eating a lot of chocolate. Yeah, he, he, maybe when he's depressed, he eats. That's like a common thing. Well, we learned that he does in in the in the in Dave, right? Oh yeah. yeah. So, um, so this is the origin story of that. This, yeah. I mean, not sure we needed it, but okay. Um, <laughs> the chocolate bar he gives him is a glacier bar. Glacier bar, it's called. Which it's funny because you know the um, chocolate bar on the island is called Apollo Bar, right? And everyone thought it was like Apollo Bar sounded like a polar bear. Kind of links in, I guess. Yeah, and maybe it's just me. That's just, reaching. Just yeah, it's reaching. Um, so, but I was I thought you were going to say that's a Dharma, a Dharma it's factory. Not, I'm afraid it's not at all. But anyway, the 17 years later, um, Hurley's won wins the lottery. He's re- he's getting a lot of bad luck. Which peaks when the chicken shack that he's bought <laughs> and is being interviewed outside by news reporter Trisha Tanaka alongside his former boss, Randy, who was also the, the, the guy who worked with... Um, you got it last time. Did I? Yeah. Ooh, I can't remember. He worked in Locke's Box Company. Did he? He was a dickhead to Locke in the... In the fourth episode of the entire show. Wow, I didn't clock that this time. Played by Billy Ray Galleon. His name's Randy. Uh, yeah, that chicken shack gets hit by a meteorite. And the only reason we know it's a meteorite is because... Just finish what, what I'm starting here. Why? Because he told Jack that that happened in the season two premiere. That meteorite hit her? Yeah, he mentioned it. Oh. Yeah. So this is the origins of that as well. Do you remember where they're like walking back from after the hatch has, has been blown open? Yes. And Hurley's like, Jack's like, the numbers are bad, what are you talking about? And he explains, put numbers on the lottery and all that. And Jack's yeah. like, you won the lottery? Or you were in a psych ward? And he's like, I'm not crazy, man. He mentioned the meteor right there. And it happened. Yeah, it did happen. So we see it happen. And it killed Trisha. It kills Trisha Tanaka. Surely that would have been massive news and Jack would have seen that. Well, it wouldn't have been massive local news. It would have been massive global news. Jack's too busy saving lives. Jack just doesn't pay attention to it. Like, he probably doesn't look at the news, does he? Very self-centred man. Yeah, he doesn't care about the outside world. He doesn't watch TV, so how's he ever going to get out, like, TV news? Yeah, Jack, Jack, mate, Jack is the kind of guy who wouldn't own TV. No. What would he own? Imagine Jack's house. Stethoscope. Probably framed <laughs> on the wall. <laughs> is this, well, this is a Jackless episode, isn't it? Yeah. Are there many? Or is this only the second one? I remember this, this is the first one. This is the first Jackless episode. Oh, oh no, oh no. Oh, okay, no, it's not the first Jackless episode. There has been another this season. Yeah, flashes before your eyes. I know. Yeah, we mentioned it then, and but, I thought you said there were only two in the whole show. No, 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 no. Oh. No, 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 no. But this is a Jackless episode. It is a Jackless episode. Son of a bitch. Anyway, the uh, flashbacks. Trisha dies. Yeah. And she, her name is Trisha Tanaka. Who is <laughs> well, an actual news reporter, right? She's not. Oh? 
but she's inspired by a fictional news reporter from another show. Go on, it's your moment. Oh, Family Guy. Yes. So that's where it's from. It's a riff on Trisha Takanawa. Ah, okay. Because I was like, oh, that's a Family Guy sketch. Like, and I presume that Family Guy were mocking real life. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't think so. Okay. I can't speak for Family Guy, Seth MacFarlane, but I can speak for Damon yeah. and Eddie Kitsis and Adam Horowitz, who wrote this episode. I can speak for them. And it's a riff on Family Guy. That's funny. But do you know what news station Trisha Tanaka is reporting for? 23. Try again. 15. Try again. 16. Try eight. Again. Action 8 News. <laughs> there were only two more places know, to go after yeah. that, weren't there? Anyway, it's never watch time. We're going to do an early one. Number watch. The California license plate on the Camaro that Hurley is fixing up with his dad shows 429 PCE. Where's the nine there? Where's the nine there? The nine's there, but it's 42 at the beginning. Yeah, I'll give him it. The psychic that Dave it bribes Hurley's dad says the whole lot she says the numbers 4, 8, 15, 16 we get a full house guys full house full number house in this episode <laughs> it's because she's told to say the numbers bingo yeah my thought is she, she's, she could have really screwed that up she could have she could have she's um, been practising so her, the whole the whole force of the flashbacks is that David Reyes has shown up because he's seen that his son has won the lottery. Wait, is that that's number watch done? Oh yes, yeah, sorry, that's the end of number watch. That's not very many. No, it's just free. Not but, for a Hurley episode. But you get a bingo. We do get a bingo. You get a full house, mate. So Hurley's dad's come back. He's played by Cheech Marin, who is a very big actor. I thought I recognised. Yeah, him. Cheech Marin. In fact, Hurley, I believe, at one point in the show uses Cheech, the actor's name, as a nickname on someone else. And then he's, he's just the there. Show. Great. Meta. Great. Um, so he shows up and obviously his mum welcomes him with, I say obviously, it's not obvious that his mum Carmen would welcome him with open arms, but as she says, she's got needs. Woman needs to bonk. Gross. Which is funny. You get, you get, you get a few laughs from that. Yeah. I mean, you would hope you get laughs in a Hurley flashback, wouldn't you? You do. I mean, I, I do think... Sometimes things happen, I'm like, that probably was funny when you're acting it out. And it's not as funny now. Yeah. But there are funny moments. Anyway, it turns out that, that, that Hurley obviously thinks he's got bad luck. And David is like, Hurley wants to give all the money away. And David's like, no, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna shake this. And he takes him to a psychic. And then he, the, the psychic says things like, yeah, bad things are coming, man. And then Hurley cons onto the fact that his dad's bribed her. Yeah. What do you think about that scene? Anything in particular? The only thing that stuck out to me was that the psychic said there was a war coming. And that stuck out because I guess it just made me... You know what it made me think of? I think it made me think of the most recent... One of the recent seasons of The Walking Dead. Which I don't watch. You don't watch it? Why are you bringing The Walking Dead into this? I know. Crazy. Because you're a big fan. But, so you know, they were were like teasing a war for ages between... Negan's people and the other people the normal people so I guess I was like oh war maybe that's the others versus our group mm. so maybe the war was coming to the island and even though she was bribed and telling fibs maybe she was on something I am going to tease you with something 
uh, a future in a future episode of this show, a character says, "There's a war coming." I get as a yeah. Oh, I'm gonna say that. Okay, just, rem- just been reminded of it. Um, well, I just want to say. Also, uh, she cracks so, an egg. Yeah, so, so Hurley kind of constantly the idea that maybe she was bribed because she's like, we must expunge the demon. And she like cracks an egg and pours us chili flakes and stuff <laughs> into like a saucepan. And I'm thinking, what is she planning on doing with that saucepan? Yeah. It's quite funny. Yeah, it's funny. I'll give you $1,000 right now if you admit that my dad told you to say this stuff. The mystic arts are not subject to bribes. How dare you? 10000 Your dad put me up to it. The actress, Suzanne Kroll, does a good job. Yeah. She died. Really? She did die. It's very sad. That's sad. Um, she died on the 27th of July, 2013 of a ruptured uh, aortic aneurysm. Um, so, I want to raise a glass to Suzanne Kroll. To Suzanne Kroll, thank you for being on Lost. Thank you for being on Lost. So, another little thing I want to say is in the house, in Hurley's family house, very nice house, very nice family house. I mean, he's a multi-millionaire. Yeah, but very nice family house. And also, remember when he whacks out the, 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 the bills? Oh, yeah. Well, in the... In the psychic scene. In the psychic scene, yeah, he just gets out 10K and just drops on the table. He's like, I'll pay you 10K <laughs> with his gold Rolex. Yeah, what a flex. Absolutely. So good. And, and unre- like unrelated to this scene, but related to the episode in general, Hurley driving a car. I bet Hurley's a sick driver. He just strikes me as someone who's just a really sick driver. Yeah? Yeah, I don't know why. I just think like, he reminds me of the type of person who'd be a really good driver. Anyway, at home in their lovely house, uh, on the wall, there is a picture of an island. Who's there now? And what's interesting is in Dave, in the office where he's speaking to Dr. Brooks, played by Bruce Davison, who showed up in Battlestar Galactica about 14 years ago, but for me, about two weeks ago, because I'm watching <laughs> for the first time. Um, there's also a photo of an island, so it's funny. It's almost like he's being lured by these photos. Haunted by the the island. Yeah. This whole time. So there's a whole kind of theme running through Hurley's flashbacks in general, like throughout the show. Maybe not so much Dave, but certainly numbers in, in Everybody Hates Hugo. And that is, uh, we make we make our own luck. Which is something Fate his dad tells free him. Will. His dad does tell him, but it's also words, uh, you know, echoed in numbers by. Remember our our uh, um, our friend Martha Toomey, with the awful Australian accent. Yes, I who do. Actually turned out to be Australian. <laughs> <laughs> so who's the real loser? Yeah, us. I do remember Martha. She said the same thing to him, and obviously these flashbacks bridge the gap between that. So we see him win the lottery in numbers, season one, episode eighteen. We see him win the lottery. We see him. Get the bad luck, a.k.a. his grandpa Tito dies. That guy falls from the window. Um, his best friend ran away with his girlfriend. We, I mean, we found out in this episode because we obviously meet his best friend in everybody here. Yeah. So you go. But he then goes to Australia. So this is bridging the gap. Mean, concurrently with all of that, his dad returns. and We see him have this relationship. No, but this is, so this is after the first Australia trip. This is after the first Australia trip. Yeah. No, he's going to Australia, but we yeah, but see him. I thought him. he said he's going to Australia for the second time. No? Am I making that up? Okay. No. Why would he do that? I don't know. No. He's going to Australia, which we see him go to Australia, then he flies home and ends up on the island. Okay. Yeah. Um, that would just be like really overcomplicate things. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why I was kind of confused. You weren't paying attention, were you? I. Mm. You're too distracted by the other island people. I was too distracted by war. Thinking war. about it. 
Yeah, you think, I think you're thinking too much into that. Okay. Into that, Fine. That, that kind of expendable scene. I don't... Ooh. I'm just... I'm trying to read something into these flashbacks because otherwise they're meaningless. I will tease this as well. God, I'm coming out of all the teasers today. These flashbacks are actually not that meaningless. They might seem meaningless, but they're not. Okay. okay? I, I, right. I, I'm excited. I've got a little excited face. People are probably listening to me going, what is he talking about? But there's a little something in my mind that links to something. Is it the meteorite? <laughs> it's not. Is it Trisha? Trisha don't return. Trisha, they named the episode after Trisha. She can't be a one-hit wonder. Trisha Tanaka is dead. I know she's dead. She's got to mean something, though. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, do you reckon there's something to do with the fact that David is Hurley's dad's name and Dave was the name of his imaginary friend? Oh, yeah, I can see that being, uh, you know, something. Yeah. And your subconscious. There's one David, other David on the show, well, that we've come across so far. Um, can you tell me who it is? And it's not, we've not seen them, they've only been mentioned. Uh, then I have no idea. <laughs> Libby's husband. How? Oh no, he's called Donald. Oh wait then, let me think. No, he's not David. Donald is the guy that she saves. He's called David. He's the one who gave her the boat. Oh, so this could be this. Also, wait, doesn't he just give it away, that David? Sorry? Does that David give it, just give it away to her? Yeah, he gives her the boat. He, 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 no, she gives the boat to Desmond, but he named the boat after her. Okay. Also, very timely... Yes. For the fact that there's a dad in this episode called David. We got a lovely email from one of our listeners. We did. And in the email, it revealed that Damon Lindelof's father is called... David. David. And Damon did have daddy issues, it emerges. And um, the person who emailed us, who is called... Let me get this up. Uh, where is it? Okay, so the person who emailed us... Um, Stefan Lenza um, is doing uh, he's making a documentary about Damon Lindelof's relationship with his father and Stefan has sent us some pretty really staggering uh, information regarding Damon and his history and the influence behind um, you know his father's influence behind Lars yeah, why he's got daddy issues. Why he's got daddy issues, um, which I don't want to kind of give away here because Stefan's been working on it, it seems, for quite a while. I mean, the information's probably out there, but we want to thank Stefan for sending that email, don't we? Yeah, well, give us a little, just a, just a brief summary. Well, Damon's father died, and I think there was a lot of um, unresolved issues, uh, un- you know, things left unsaid, mm. um, and he's kind of, he kind of makes quips about that when asked about the father relationships depicted in Lost, about, you know, and, and it's a it's a consequence of, you know, my daddy issues or whatever. Um, yeah. And Stefan makes a really good point. At the end of the email, he says, I'm almost sure that a certain character down the line is named David for no reason. Now, people who've, who have watched the show who are listening will know exactly who he means. Jack won't. I have no idea. Because he's never seen it before. No, I haven't. Um, so... Yeah, thanks, Stefan, for that. This came as a response to, we were talking about this the other week, that we'd say we'd like to talk about Damon, talk to Damon about his daddy issues, didn't we? I think we've mentioned it multiple, multiple we have, times. But isn't it funny that we've now come across an episode where a dad is introduced called David? Yeah, no, it is. I mean, maybe Damon saw himself as Hurley. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. Here, it suggests that he sees himself as Jack more, and that his father kind of, whilst not 
Christian Shepherd's not based on him. Christian Shepherd is kind of, you know. Yeah, it, it's letting out some issues in a artistic absolutely. Well, Stefan, medium. thank you for that. We've also got another email we're going to talk about in a bit. Um, so, aren't we? Don't yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, but, we will. So, more daddy issues. Yeah, Damon. Now, sorry, you've got unresolved stuff with your dad. I hope you're okay. It's funny because a lot of the criticism for this episode, because there was criticism, quite rightly, um, came around the fact that. Oh, another character with daddy issues and arguably a character that didn't need daddy issues. And it's like, you know, anyway. I d- I, yeah, I guess not everyone has to have daddy issues. I guess, but I, d- I don't mind it. I don't mind it. It's fine. Flashbacks then? Fan? Not fan? Not the biggest fan. As I said, I'm not sure exactly what they accomplish other than showing Hurley's had more bad luck and that he's got daddy issues. But there is that scene with the Jesus where they're having dinner, which is quite funny. And uh, Daddy gives a nice little speech to Hugo later on about, you know, that he is there for the money after all. That he isn't. No, that he is there for the money. He says that, doesn't he? But he, he says, like, you should burn it all. You should burn it, give it all away. Give it all away. Which is, which is nice. Yeah, it does show, I think, that his dad has come back and his dad is like, I actually like this family. Um, I don't know, I wouldn't go that far. I, okay, fine. I like that he pleases Hugo's mum. So that's good. Carmen. Carmen. Lillian Hurst. Just get her on the potty. She, she's quite, she's fun. I like her. Yeah, she's, she's, she's good comedy relief. Yeah, there's yeah. just not much more to say about the flashbacks, I feel. No, no, I think we've yeah. exhausted it. There's not much to go into. When I say exhaust, that is a pun. The only way it feeds into... Of the car. Yes, well done. The, that, I was going to say the only way it feeds into the, the stuff that's on the island is because of the car. Absolutely. So he's making up, he's, he's fixing a camera with his dad and he says, you just got to have some hope, man, when he, when he comes to turn on the engine. And so on the island, Hurley finds a car. How he, does he find the car, Jack? Because Vincent, Vincent leads him to the car because Vincent finds, a, finds the arm. A skeletal arm. He finds the rotting arm of the driver. With the keys in hand. What's the name of the driver, Jack? Roger. Correct. Thank you. What was his What was his job, Jack, and in, in the Dharma Initiative? Oh, he's just. Oh, I don't know. Oh, workman. Correct. Correct. Uh, you, did, you were paying attention. Pressed. Thank you. Yeah, that, that was, was quite okay. good, wasn't it? It was very good. So then, and so uh, Roger Workman, <laughs> as, as uh, <laughs> Ernie calls him, which uh, Sawyer later points out. He is a workman. That's not his last <laughs> name, which is quite funny. Work man. Yeah. <laughs> and so they, uh, he goes, Sawyer and Kate come back. Hurley goes and he's just like, Sawyer, you can come help. Jin goes, Jin's already there helping him. Charlie eventually joins. It annoys me when Hurley finds the car and then he's like really excited and everyone who needs to lighten up a bit and Hurley tries to make that point. They're all very dismissive of Hurley. Also, there are some very practical uses to this car, like driving to the other side of the island to go see where the like the others are. I mean, you couldn't really drive around an island, man. What you th- drive around a clearing? The guy was driving around the island, obviously. Yeah, not bad. Point. He there's literally a map with a path on it. But you need to find the path. But it can't be that far away from the car. True. You st- you just follow where the car went through. Very true. Anyway. And there's like little blueprints in there, little map. Um, so, or go along the beach. 
but everyone's like, uh, why would we go to a car? <laughs> it would be weird to understand. Why do we? Why do we get? Why do we need a car? It's like, well, what else are you doing? Yeah, but Jin, Jin accidentally volunteers because he he's now no son's not speaking to Korean Korean to him anymore. Do you know what? Um, do you know what? Uh, what I find funny is what when Hurley's like, guys, and you just hear in the background that he's not even on camera. You just hear Paolo, Paolo. going, <laughs> "Is it the others?" <laughs> I lo- I just love the idea of that actor being in like the overdub room. Just going, is it the others? And them just kind of like saving it for the right time to just like put in the episode. But he's funny. Yeah. Is it the others? <laughs> I want you to give our, our best. Is it the others now? So picture this. We're in a, an overdub room and then they're like, right, Rodrigo, you need to, you need to give the line. Go. Is it the others? You'll go. Ready? I need the action. I need the direction. Jacob, we need line... No, I'm Rodrigo. Oh, Rodrigo. Page 15. Line 16. Go. Is it the others? (laughs) (laughs) Great. Thank you for indulging me there. That's great. Is it the others? At least that was audio bit. Yeah. Not, a, not a visual bit. Very like, good. We, we're getting more into the podcast we are. thing. We're, we're getting the hang of this. Um, Madison, who plays Vincent, <laughs> who just, I love the Vincent in this episode. I love the Vincent content we get. Um, to help train her, because she's her. Mm-hmm. Um, can you get your head around that? I can. Um, Vincent's a her. Yes, in real life. M- Madison. Madison. That's fair enough. Um, she was given the fake arm, the fake arm to take home and play with. Oh God, gross! To, yeah, to to to, to practice. Um, and then when she when it was brought back on set, um, there was quite some difficulty shooting her because she she kind of dropped the arm in different angles, and it caused a bit of a continuity nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> oh mate, she's lovely. I she's, love Maddie. She's beautiful. Yeah, absolutely love her. Um, so yeah, the car stuff I think is really fun. Um, Hurley kind of not as squeamish to see a skeleton as old Hurley would have been I think that's a good point yeah I mean the head comes fall off fall yeah. off sorry fall off they're all used to it now they've yeah they are there. been on there for a couple of months yeah it is anyway they, they, Roger yeah worked for the Dharma initiative um, and he was just driving around with some beers in the back map God knows doing what and uh, yeah, they find him, and then Hurley gets into his head. He wants to start the car, and Sawyer returns because Sawyer is angry that people have stolen his stuff. And then Hurley convinces him by telling him he's got beer, very warm, very old beer. Yeah, which Sawyer jumps on. Sawyer's just bruising because of his because of his uh, experiences with Kate, mm. who he before they get back to the beach, she kind of waves a white flag and says. You know, let's start fresh. Just say sorry. Just say sorry. And Sawyer ain't a guy who says sorry. He doesn't. It's not really part of his vocabulary, is it? No. And then during their reunion, I think another thing that put me off a bit was that they're both trying to like look at each other, but they both miss each other mm. looking. And it's just a bit cringe. You don't like that, do you? It's a bit cringe. You don't like it. I think there's a... Uh... Also, did Kate have like a proper moment with Sun? He's kept a moment with son. Yeah. Your son kind of kept... His, yeah, they, she did. She had a big old hug. I feel like it's minimal. They had a big hug. Yeah, okay. But what I love is when they do get back to the beach, son, who's 
just like, yeah, Jin's gone off with Hurley to do some weird old thing with the car in the jungle. Sun is just having some lock time. They're just <laughs> yeah. chilling, man. They're having a little chat. It's, I love that so much. It's my favourite moment in the episode and it lasts for a split second. Aww. I love it. Um, but yeah, you pointed out a very good uh, thing. Did I? Which, yeah, you did. And you've completely forgotten about it, of course. But when Sawyer talks about, um, he references a TV show, Little House on the Prairie. Yes. And Kate points out that because he shortens it to Little House and she finds it quite endearing and cute. And he's like, it's the only thing we had on our TV and you made a great point. Oh, yeah, because he makes references to everything. To literally everything. That guy knows popular culture. So he can't just have one channel. (laughs) There is no way. That was a crazy channel, man. (laughs) 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 He had everything. Oh, imagine if you went back and actually looked at all the references he made and they were all on just one channel. <laughs> just one channel. Would be that a would bit be nuts, amazing. It would be fucking ridiculous. That would be dedication to the cause by Damon and Carlton. <laughs> just the real continuity. Yeah. Uh, Sawyer doles out the nicknames in this episode. Doles them out, mate. Absolutely. Um, so, among others, he calls Charlie, Oliver Twist, Munchkin and Jimmy Cricket. Great. <laughs> Sawyer and Charlie's hate each other, don't they? Those are also some obvious references. Yeah. Like, we all know what those we are. We all know what those are. Hurley ones, he calls him Snuffy, after Snuffleupagus, from Sesame Street. Snuffleupagus. Okay. He calls him Blockhead. <laughs> he calls him Jumbotron. That's bad. The worst one, in use in reference of, this is what you should call Hurley, when he's trying to teach you in English, International House of Pancakes. <laughs> yeah. Tight. It is tight. Do you know what Hurley responds? I can't remember. Shut up, bread neck man. Touche. Not, I love that. Not the best comeback ever. But that's what I mean. It's Hurley all, all over. I love it. I find it really sweet. Jorge Garcia is actually really good in this episode, I think. I think he 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 does what he can with the material. Yeah. That's... I think he's well written. I do. I not d- nowhere near my favorite character, but I you, the show needs him. I think it does. I think it just struggles sometimes when it is about him. Mm. You know, the flashbacks again. I just I wasn't sold on it, and that is a big chunk of the episode. Mm. And you know what happens on the island is so the impact's so minimal. Mm. You know, what are we, what are we doing here? Yeah, but okay, it's yeah because what do they do? They like they get they. Fix the car. So he gets... It's kind of designed that Hurley kind of wants... It links into Hurley's backstory where he wants, you know, to get the car started because he never really did that with his dad. But then he also wants Charlie to feel better because Charlie's obviously been told he's going to bite the bullet. He's going to bite the dust of oh, he's by, die. by Desmond. So Charlie... He, Charlie actually, full disclosure, this is what Desmond told me to Hurley. And Hurley, very rightly, it being in keeping of Hurley's... Uh, story believes it's his own fault right because he's cursed and all that that's his yeah. thing so Hurley feels like he owes it to Charlie to get the car started Ch- Hurley and Charlie seem very willing to die and if I'm honest Sawyer and Jin are willing for Hurley and Charlie uh, willing to see them die more than I would be comfortable with <laughs> you say that but also when they're going down the hill they could turn at any time yeah, but he needs to he needs to turn the car on. Why do you need to turn the car on to turn? We need to jump start it. 
Yeah, but if it doesn't jump start, he can still turn the wheel. To... But he waits to the real, really last minute. Yeah, but he, he, what I'm saying is he could have just driven it, he could have just turned it around the rock the whole time. But would that make a good episode? It just makes no sense. I, you know. But like Sawyer and Jen are like, mm, well, Sawyer's like on your, your funeral it is or whatever. And like, genuinely, genuinely think that I wouldn't let Hurley and Charlie do that. That's because you're very nice. I can't. I, I nice can, or boring? I maybe. <laughs> I like. I like that Sawyer let it happen because it feels in keeping with Sawyer. I'm still not like they could have turned around the whole time. They could. You know, you don't need the ju- motor to be going to turn the wheel. Yeah, fair enough. That's not how cars work. Also, that editing is a bit dodgy because they almost hit the rocks like five different times. Like five different times. Yeah. It's like a bit of stop rewind, stop rewind. Yeah, but that's allowed, I think. It's fine. It's just like. It's fun. They're all having fun. Oh, yeah, they are. They're all having, like, like, you know, Sawyer's sharing a beer with Skeletor. Yeah. You know, it's all it's, it's all nice and fun. It's funny. And it, it felt like they hadn't seen each other for ages, so they were just having a good time hanging out. And like the scene where Sawyer is teaching um, Jin the three things women need to hear and all that, it's a bit on the nose and it's a bit cringe, but it is quite funny and quite nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. And, and it's it- nicely Josh Holloway doing something other than being scowling with a gun to his head or in a cage and all that it's nice to see him back with the gang yeah he does get a bit bit of a mo- moody shot at the end when he's having a, a lone beer oh, what during the the, the montage sequences like god forbid they should put in there yeah I wasn't concentrating during this montage why it was just I mean Hurley was just driving in the car wasn't he, he was sitting he's there he's happy he's having a good time Charlie back with with Claire well the the whole point is that everyone's kind of with someone and then Kate's not there and Sawyer is just back on the beach in his old spot drinking a beer and it's like ah oh, you're, you're back there and it's it, it should be good but you've, you haven't got your girl Hurley's also alone yeah Hurley has a little moment at the beginning where he's speaking to Libby's grave yeah I forgot about that yeah it's really not that great an episode, man. Like they're really I just feel like there are no there are no real stakes. It's very it's filler, isn't it? Oh, it's the epitome of filler. I wanna quote um IGN, who did an episode ranking of the whole thing, which I am also doing currently, aren't I? Jacob is working on an episode ranking of the entire every episode of Lost Ranks. That'll be released in September. Coming out in September. Um and It'll be the 15, 15 years since Lost began. 15. So I'm going to do it in time for that. And um, yeah, IGN put Trisha Snarker is dead, the second from bottom. Uh, no no marks for what is their least favourite. <laughs> um, and they wrote this. They said, is there a better metaphor that Lost was running instead? <laughs> is there a better metaphor that Lost was running in circles at this point in season 3 than seeing several of the castaways driving in circles on the island with goofy grins on their faces good point with a dull story on the island and flashbacks weekly giving Hurley the requisite daddy issues so many of the other characters already had it was clear Lost needed to make a big change soon to recapture what was special about the show thankfully they did all right, I think that's that's a completely fair assessment. I mean, obviously, I don't know where we're going in the future, so I can't say. Thankfully, they did, but it does feel like, oh man, the only way is up from here. Oh yeah, you, I mean, we said that last episode, and to be fair, we have inched up. <laughs> well, there you go. 
But we we need <laughs> to be fair. Screw you. <laughs> uh, Funnily enough, a similar list by the Los Angeles Times ranked the episode much higher at 31. 31. Bit nuts. But they wrote, the haters need to shut up. This is a <laughs> nearly pure embrace of the lost ethos. You make your own fate up until the moment when you don't. Which is the moment you don't? Don't know. <laughs> don't know, T. <laughs> Great. I like it, though. I like it. Speaker on luck. Early! Speaker on luck. Chris! Do you know that the uh, the Volkswagen and the Camaro, the Camaro were later auctioned off with other lost props and costumes at the Santa Monica Airport in 2010? How much did it get? I don't know, but if anyone does know, let us know. But also, if, if you were listening and you own that, hell, right send in. us a picture with it. Yeah. I, I, like, please do. Or please recreate. Do. Recreate the scene. That would be more fun. <laughs> Just please don't drive into rocks. Yeah. That would be crazy. Um, Charlie wearing a Bob Dylan t-shirt I didn't clock that Highway 61 revisited very clean it's weird that Charlie's okay about dying isn't it do you think he'd be freaking out more you'd think so like he literally has a death warrant and then he's like yeah I'm gonna do this do you think there's an element of him that doesn't believe it I think there is maybe he's just testing it maybe he also knows that cars can turn without the motor running so he's fine you wind me up (laughs) It's true though. So other the other bits of this episode is meanwhile, Sawyer comes back and just kicks back with Ginny Boy and, and, and Skeletor and beer. But Kate's like, yeah, gonna have a little wash. But then I'm gonna head off again because I'm gonna go and uh Save Jack. Save Jack. I owe him that. So she goes into the jungle and obviously it's been hinted earlier on in the episode because Sawyer comes across a dart, he steps on a dart, and I think Kate's thinking, Oh yeah. Rousseau's out out here. I want to go find her and at least. Yeah. Did you clock that? I didn't clock it from the dart. I thought the dart was going to be like Sawyer somehow got poisoned in his foot or something. That would be so bad. Which I thought was going to be like you know quite a crazy episode. No, no. I thought it was crazier. (laughs) It was so much weirder. It's crazier. But yeah, Kate goes after Rousseau, Locke and Saida there. Yeah. So this is things are kind of tying together because Kate's like you don't have the motivation. And then he's like, no, maybe not, but I know where to look. And then when she's like, how do you know? And then Saeed, like kind of, yeah, ridiculously oh, yeah. tongue-in-cheekly, in a tongue-in-cheek manner says, from the way your son, the son hit Mr. Echo Stick when Luck was burying him. That's funny. And it ties into that moment because we saw that and we haven't heard anything about it. But I like this ending. I don't, I don't mind the ending. It feels like it's going somewhere. Because she tells Rousseau, doesn't she? About the kid as about well. About her daughter. Well, I'm pretty sure it's your daughter and she's still alive. Do, 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 do. Bam, 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 bam. Do, 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 do. It's that kind of ending, isn't it? Explain that to American listeners who would have no idea what you've just done. That's the... We've spoken about this show before. Yeah. 
all the time because we're big fans. All the time. EastEnders. It's a it's a you know a soap uh, in the UK. It's like a Days in Our Lives kind of affair. It's all a bit ridiculous. It's based in the East End of London. Um, it used to be great. It used to be great. It's kind of fallen by the wayside. But one of the classic moments is, I mean, it's always like family. Like, you're my daughter. Oh, I found your son. <laughs> He's not your uncle. And it always ends with these. With what we just sang. What we just sang. So Jack felt like the ending of Kate going, I'm pretty sure your daughter's still alive. Was very EastEnders. It was very EastEnders. It was EastEnders. There's no denying that. So we got a bit of a we got a bit of a Russo Renaissance. A Russo Naissance. A Russo Renaissance. Russo Naissance. Russo Renaissance. Russo Renaissance. Russo Renaissance. I like that. Russo Naissance. We got there in the end. Yeah, Russo Naissance. Yeah. Yeah, we do. So she's come back and they're going on an adventure. They're going on an adventure. So what do you think, what do you expect from the episodes to come? Do you think we're just going to have Hurley driving around? No. Oh, I hope not. So it'll probably be one of those four for a flashback. Saeed. Be a Saeed episode. Actually, or Kate. Saeed or Kate episode next. Okay, cool. Uh, Who would you hope for? Saeed. Okay, cool. I'm not the biggest fan of these K episodes, as we know. I'm. If I was you right now, I'd be yearning for a Saeed episode. I feel like we've not seen him at all this season. Did well, I thought we did have a flashback Saeed episode? No, we? we haven't. Haven't we? Oh yeah, there's definitely him. Okay, my money's on. Yeah, maybe. Okay, cool, great. Not a Rousseau one. Not a Rousseau one. I can't <laughs> imagine being that brave just yet. I'm excited for you to see the next episode, you know, because for one reason, and I'm not going to say that reason right now, but I'm excited for it. That makes awful podcast material. Great, thank you. All I'm going to say is there's a character in the next episode that I think you'll like. Okay, interesting. That's what I'm gonna say. So, should we talk um, heroes and villains of the week? Hero is Vincent. Yeah, Vince, Vinny Boy is 100% the hero. He's He can't really be that... He can't be in an episode this much and not be the hero. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's so cute. Such a cutie. So cute. So cutie. He's a little good boy. Little cutie. Good boy. Oh, come here. Drop the arm. Oh, come here. Drop the arm. Oh, so you got there. So Vincent's hero. Vincent's hero. Um, villain? Villain. Um, hard decision. The meteorite. <laughs> the, the meteorite that kills Trisha Snuka and her unnamed cameraman. Yeah, that's probably the villain. She was just getting some rushes, you know. I mean, you could filming say... Filming some B-roll. She was just filming B-roll. Filming some B-roll. She needed a puff piece. <laughs> um, I mean, the, you could say the dad's the villain. Yeah. But he does come around and say, like, you should give away the money and does actually help Hugo go to Australia. So... I mean, he kind of turns out right in the end. And the mum's not the villain. If anything, she's also hero part two because she just needs her needs, you know? In many ways, Sawyer is, is, is displaying villainous tendencies. Is he? No, he's just displaying dickhead tendencies. Yeah, but he's having a laugh. Yeah, and he's he, having a good time. And he does help. Yeah. Mate, they had it so good. Josh Holloway was just drinking beer in, in, the, in Hawaii. And making references. Making references. And yeah, just like having that quite fun time. Yeah, I mean, you could say Sun's the villain because she's not speaking English, speaking Korean to Jin anymore. <laughs> this episode comes is does a very good uh, attempt at letting you know that Jin is speaking a bit more English now. Yeah, by the way, and Sun's been teaching him. Yeah, 
Yeah. Because Daniel Day Kim is like thinking, yes, <laughs> don't have to learn those Korean lands anymore. Yeah. Um, there aren't really many villains. No, yeah. it's because it's a lovely episode. It's just, it's an, it's just a very keeps it going, keeps the show going. Did you notice that the song the episode starts with is a song by Three Dog Night, the band that sing Mama Told Me Not to Come. I did not know that. But they sang that, but it's a song called Shambhala. 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 Um, and the song that is being played in the camera that Hurley and his father are fixing up when Hurley's a little boy, it's the same song that comes on when Hurley turns on the car on the island. Oh, I didn't didn't clock that. Didn't clock it. And Giacchino does a little musical, in, uh, little little com- composition with that song. It's lovely. I love it. You should listen to it. Okay. It's called Shambhala as well, funnily enough. Great. Um, yeah. Anything else? Any other topics to touch upon? No, apart from the fact that I know it feels like I've been going on forever and ever about how the good stuff is coming, the good stuff is coming, but I assure you the good stuff is really coming. Good, I, I'm excited. I also, before we wrap everything up... Yeah, please do. This. I just want to give a shout out. So we had an email uh, from a man called Richard Stokes, who is a massive fan of Lost. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's been listening to our podcast, so thank you very much for doing that. Cheers, and he also mate. asked us to give a shout out to his partner, who is going into surgery. Yeah. And she is also a massive Lost fan. So that's a shout out to Vicky... Vicky Woodthorpe. Yeah, Vix. In Bristol. In Bristol. I love Bristol. Yeah. Down in, for anyone in America, it's kind of like South West England. I've never been to Bristol. Oh my God. Because I, I went to university in Exeter. Yeah. Which is nearby. And we used to go to all the gigs in Bristol. Because uh, that was just where they were. That was where all the bands went through. So I saw like Foles and Tudor Cinema Club. And, oh, nice. Because I was an indie boy. Indie kids. Uh, so I went to go see the, all of them. And they, Richard was saying that they, they used to talk very philosophically about um, and about the spirituality. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm going to be emailing we, Richard. We haven't really gone into this, have we? So, but this episode is not really the right one to do it for. No, I think we should do something later on. Because I quite like... I I like doing this kind of thing where we do talk about spirituality of characters and things like that, but not with Hugo's episode. <laughs> no, but there is a lot of religious reference in this. I mean, there's a rosary, there's rosary beads wrapped around the mirror of the of the Volkswagen they find. There's also Jesus, golden Jesus. There is a golden Jesus. There's some religious. Reference. Oh, actually, the good bit when Hurley's mum covers Jesus's ears <laughs> when they're talking. Uh... Did you like that? Yeah, I thought that was funny. Yeah, it's good. I thought I thought you might not like that bit. No, it's it's just a uh, it's just a little throwaway gag, isn't it? I didn't bring it up because I thought you might be like, oh, it wasn't very good. I no, it's fine. Yeah, you know you've got to keep the flashbacks moving somehow. But yeah, so I hope Vicky recovers. Yeah, well. Vicky, we we um, send you all the well wishes. We do. We send you all the well wishes, and um, yeah, all the best, and and we hope that you've enjoyed this episode. Um, more than Jack enjoyed Trisha Snucker is dead. Like we, I hope that. <laughs> I really do hope that. Um, and it's nice that you've recommended our podcast to help you through your recovery. That's really, it means a lot, actually. It's so strange to think people actually listen to us. I know. I read that, I read this email in the pub the other day and that made me really happy to read. To, in the to pub? Hear. You're always in the pub, mate. No, I'm not though. But I, I was Where are we going now? Was, we're going to the pub. <laughs> we're going to the pub. Um, I also want to say that Richard has pointed out something which was, it's not, lost on me 
my surname, um, when you rearrange the first four letters, you could call me Jacob Lostworthy. Now, this was something that at school, I used to write on my textbooks. Oh, my God. Like it was my name. Oh, my God. And my journal. That's so funny. So, really? I hope you like that, Richard. I hope you like that. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we should probably wrap it up there because my reputation is in tatters. And but um, So, where, they, where can we find you, Jacob? I'm on Jacob underscore Stoll. You should be Jacob underscore Lost. Lost. <laughs> Spits you on the nose. Jacob underscore Stoll. I'm Jack J. Shepherd. And on what Twitter. are we on? Oh, like at Lost Boys. We're at Lost Boys Pod. Pod, yeah, at Lost Boys Pod. It's been really fun doing this. I am so hyped about the next run of episodes. Good. Because I, I I just like, I like doing this podcast. It's, it's really good. So that's fun. The episodes haven't been so great recently. Uh, you say that. There's only been two ones that you haven't liked. It's only been two, you're right. Because you had two that you liked, two that you didn't like. It's been a mixed bag yeah. this season. Uh, yeah. So far. Way, um, before we leave. Yes, before we leave. I would just like you to... Do it one more time. What? The Paolo line. <laughs> Rodrigo, that one wasn't good enough earlier, so we're going to have to get you to do it again. Can you please do it in three, two, one? Is it the others? What makes you think I have an interest in helping you? Because they had me, and they would have never let me go. Probably would have killed me if I hadn't escaped. And the girl will help me escape. She was about 16 years old. And her name was Alex. I'm pretty sure that she's your daughter. <laughs>